and welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Mitten. Today, we are back in the Brock Bourbon Bunker Bar. How are we doing? Doing awesome. Doing well. So Nick Nick is uh, hosting the mosting, as, as usual, and then we got... John from the Odin of Thieves with us. Ah, we are not worthy to be here. <laughs> and then we, we we got a new friend in the house. We got Mr. Tim. How are we doing, Tim? Oh, it's great to be here. I'm not throwing out last names because <laughs> we, 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 we might want to hide you. Yes, sir. We'll, we'll talk about that later, off off mic. But Tim Tim is a good friend of mine. His his wife and I were coworkers for years, and a good dude, good dude. So. We are talking today about Still Austin um, Bourbon and Still Austin Bourbon or Distillery. Um, today, they sent me a bottle called The Musician, and this thing is 98.4 proof, and it is a three-grain bourbon, and it was aged at least two years. Um, so, John, I think you got a little details on the mash, but what do you got, brother? Yes, I do. So, according to their release here, it is a 70% non-GMO white corn, 25%, I want to make sure I get this right, Elban. Oh, yeah. Elbin, right. yeah. Right. And a 5% wildfire malted barley. Gotcha. Gotcha. So with this thing being two two years old, or just over two years old, I'm, I'm kind of curious on it. It actually has a decent nose. I mean, I was, I've been sniffing it for a while while we were sitting here dialing in on tone and mic and everything else. And I'm getting, you know, some of your, some of your wood notes, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, caramel there as well. There, there's a there's a tree a ma- maple or say, pine or, or something very I, I, I get pine almost or cedar gin like yeah yeah it's it's definitely floral it's it's heavy on the floral notes as well yeah. but you, uh <clears throat> sorry you get still, still get a little bit of that youthfulness you can still comes through on that right hundred percent I agree so but uh all right I don't know somebody's gonna have to take a swig of that while I'm still sniffing it's it, it it's got a very very um distinct like like you said like florally like woody like pine or cedar or something like that well if it's all 100 percent grown from texas wheat so there, there's got to be texas grains you mean oh you were grains yeah. yeah so i'm just wondering if, if that can change i don't know i i, I can't well i mean texas soil is obviously way different than it is here in the midwest so mm-hmm. i mean i could see where but a lot of your rise um come from you know Canada, the Northeast, because it's a much hardier grain. Um, so I mean, I, I could see where maybe that's a, that's a, that's a hint of it, but I don't know. So. Is anyone else getting a custardy um, kind of just really nice subtle sweetness? Yeah, but kind of kind of I don't know. Velvety is not the right word. Yeah, I, I wasn't getting that cream that I get sometimes with a few, uh, but I was. I'm getting a little more ripe rice spice out of it. So I mean. I don't know why, but it just like back of the tongue, mm-hmm. mid late palate. I'm getting that, uh, just like a spice that just goes through. I'm better. Right, I'm gonna take my sip finally. So, what are you getting on it, Tim? I like it. I mean, I'm a bourbon snob, and this wasn't made in Kentucky, and it's a really good pour for me. Yeah. So the, it's got a lot of rice spice up front. It's tipping the tongue. It's got a little bit on that forefront. It's it's still very floral though. I don't typically. Like a lot of floral notes, but for I tell you, I, for a two-year bourbon, this is solid. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. I mean, it's 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 got it's flavor forward. It's got enough rye. It's picked up enough of the characteristic from the barrel. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's very very. It's it's also and I don't typically like it. It's got a touch of mint. I don't know if you're getting that or not, Nick. You're not getting any of the mint at all. I'm, I was not getting any of the mint, but I'll say that going back for the second sip, it is extremely. I it, I call it crushable. I mean, it's it's not as potent on that second and third sip. Yeah, it is very easy going down on that second yeah 100 percent. agreed mm-hmm. 
So, it, yeah, the finish is super, super smooth. I mean, it's like almost no finish at all. So, I mean, it, it, it goes down like water. After, so. after it hits the back of my palate, it just, That's it's just, just done. It's, I mean, it's front to mid, and then there's mm-hmm. nothing in the back. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not reminiscent of what you would consider your typical Kentucky hug. So None at all. I mean, I get a little still spice tingle left on the back of the sides of the tongue, but otherwise than that, it just kind of dies off on the finish. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to drop a drop of water in here, and then that way we can give this thing an assessment there. And I, just, there. I just hope they sell it locally. <laughs> so I, I know that they will get this in in, in locally. Um, I don't know if they've hit distribution in Indiana or not, but I'm pretty sure they're going to hit Kentucky soon. That was one of the reasons they wanted me to, to do this review was to um, get a little bit of a out in front of the market and stuff like that. So just a touch of this water. So the water really, really opens up that rye on the nose and gives it a little bit of, it takes away the sweetness on the, on, on the, on the nose. What does but, it do for like the floral notes? Does it change that yet? Um, it miles them out. It just kind of they, they kind of flush away with adding a little bit of water. So this is probably going to be a neat pour for me. And then we also made it in a cocktail form to see how it would hold up in a cocktail. So I'll let you know about that. So a little fun fact that I have in reading about this: the label um, they they're going to be releasing future labels uh, that represent different archetypes that they're calling the new austin mythology yeah so they're going to have different things that basically resonate for the austin texas community the austinites yes yeah is there uh, anything about a shout out for the distiller master distiller Um, what was his name it was a carl or actually it's a lady nancy fraley so so nancy is the master taster so scroll down a little bit in the notes i remember reading i want to say it was like carl something or john shreppel that might be it john shreppel is the head distiller there there. we go john so yeah so john and and nancy um i think nancy worked at one of the big boys here locally like four roses or somebody like that for for a period of time here locally in kentucky so that 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 will tell you right there that you know she there's there's she knows what she's doing she knows what she's doing right yeah they didn't hire some you know jack leg to go in there and blend and and input stuff together in that situation so now interesting enough after i put in the water i actually got less rye spice which is interesting Mm. it's typically the opposite way yes it is very yeah yeah it's definitely unusual to um have that much um going on in that situation so for sure because usually that i've always noticed that the uh rice spice pops more on a bourbon whenever you just put a just dab of water in it right but for right now it's yeah it's combat spice yeah and 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 then like i said the floral notes almost went completely away all right cocktail time so what would you make for us john this is a johnny boy old-fashioned i was about to say it smells like an old-fashioned to me mm-hmm. well there were some very key ingredients that i've never gotten to use before we normally use the orange peel okay but there was an orange extract that i was able to use okay so that gave it, and I think it actually, it, it comes through as you're drinking it, as opposed to just right up on the nose. Um, so yeah, I had a little bit of this, and there's something called baker sugar. Didn't know that existed. Yep. So we're doing a little, you know, simple syrup and uh, a couple sugar. bitters, and that's it. Yep. Just a simple Johnny Boy fashion. Yep. But solid old fashion. Um, I will say that the the cocktail, the the bourbon gets lost in it. It does. I, yep. I the the orange is kind of overpowering it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, I'm not t- getting much of the bourbon flavors that I was priorly with that. Yeah, I don't know if it's the proof either. Like maybe just And it's the, been on some ice for, proof. for a yeah. few minutes, so that might be. Yeah, no, I mean, we've been talking for a while, and they've been sitting there. But, I mean, it, it's still a good cocktail. So it, it goes in a cocktail. I just don't know that it, I don't know that the proof level or the spice that, that that's on that rye will hold up to 
certain cocktails. Do you feel like that's pretty typical of anything two years in that age range? Possibly. And, and, and it might be because there's not enough oak or there's not enough of, you know, some other, you know, spice or something that you're missing typically in that situation. Um, but, you know, I found some things, especially if it's a rye whiskey, two years is plenty of time to, to do what it needs to do to, to, to stand up against a cocktail. But uh, in this situation, it might be just the fact that, you know, white corn too you know i mean there's when you do white corn it has some other complexities that you know yellow corn doesn't have so there's lots of things that can maybe make this a little bit different on how it holds up to a cocktail i would imagine because also it doesn't have much of a finish on the actual bourbon itself make might not let it hold up very much to it just disappears like it does when you're drinking it neat yes gotcha yeah so i think you did a great job with the cocktail and i think thank you thank you or women to uh, drink bourbon. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's, you don't even taste the bourbon. Yep. I mean, the nickname for me in the Den of Thieves <laughs> is the panty dropper. So <laughs> whether that's I think ladies that, or my own, I, I that might have been you to decide. That might have been a self-imposed nickname. I don't, I don't recall it. We saying. didn't vote that on last episode. <laughs> very good cocktail, though. Thank fair you. enough. Fair it's enough. good. It's very good. All right. So I think they, the price point on these things are about going to be between 30 and $50, whether they're regular or barrel strength. So mm. that being said... To me, this is definitely a buy thirty. I I I need to taste the barrel strength to see exactly where that's going to run at. But I mean, thirty to fifty bucks seems like it's in a wheelhouse. If I think that this is definitely a viable pour, like I said, cocktail wise, I don't know that I would make it into a cocktail, but I preferred it neat than with water. I don't know. But what about you, Tim? Uh, it's very very good. Um, I would highly recommend to uh, buy this when it gets to a store near you. Did you uh, Did you prefer neat or with neat, a little water? Definitely neat. neat. Okay, neat. All right. I'm a neat guy, Nick. I'm a neat guy on this one. It's so much better. Mm-hmm. A lot more flavor in out of it, and it just the water just kills it. John, I mean, this cocktail is just so amazing. So it's hard for me to say. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Neat, it's absolutely because because my experience with anything two year and age or so is is pretty similar. It just kind of falls away. But neat, it does have more characteristics yeah. coming through. It's got some meat on the bones. And they sure. do something called a slow water reduction technique. So have I don't know enough about, about that? that. I don't really know enough about the slow water reduction. I'm assuming it has something to do with maybe filtering or maybe reverse osmosis type thing. I, it, when they use the when they use that, the the water tends to pull out more caramelized sugars from the oak. So it could be while it's also maybe sweeter going back. So I mean, is this the water that's being with, that's going in with it as it as is or being pulled out? Like if it, you're trying it, to even the po- proofage, it might be. It's a the- mixture of water and alcohol. Oh, so, that's what all spirits are saying. Is so gotcha. So it's probably what they're using to proof down the alcohol. It's the soluble flavor components as well. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So that's definitely different. So. And they're in Austin, Texas, and you said, "What did they give you any in- inkling or, or of what the what the new labels are going to be, or what they're called, or any of that stuff?" As far as like you said, the Austinite type thing, or absolutely. So, according to this article, they've got some future archetypes such as the Naturalist, okay. the Writer, the Visionary, and the Artist. So, do they say what those are? Are they four grains? Are they rye whiskeys? Is this mention any of those? Don't things? say a thing. Okay. Nope. Just in new bottles that are they're giving it to so, the public. Yep. And I think this one won double silver mm-hmm. in, in San Francisco. And then I see a silver um, certified. Oh, that's the Texas certified. So it's like like we said, it's grain to glass. So that I, And I love that. I love it whenever you can get something that runs that way. And the lead distiller. John doing a great job up there, man. We, we appreciate what you're doing.
doing. I, I, we're going to have to get, we'll actually have to go to Austin. I think I'd like to see what these guys are doing and how they're making it and, and what lays this stuff down. Cause I feel like they're doing a pretty good job. I wonder what barrels they're using. I wonder if they're using independent mm-hmm. or if they're using Kelvin or one of the other big boys. So obviously that would have to play a big factor into what, how the taste comes out. So yeah. yes. And, and they could be doing some crazy unique stuff. They could be getting like those icone barrels that are like aged air, air dried for 18, 20 months. You know I mean? You get, you can get some stuff that, that changes your, your bourbon drastically. Um, you know, quality is a big piece of any good bourbon. And, you know, and if, if, if you put a good quality product, into a good quality barrel i mean you're going to find a lot of things that you know just really really help out in that situation yeah Yeah. it makes me wonder if they're going to do like uh limestone where they do the micro barrels where they just do the small batch yeah like the 24 yep 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 no i I definitely support going to austin because it's just like vegas is it really what happens in austin stays in Austin. the live music capital (laughs) of the world apparently i did and food truck i didn't know that so i I was about to say they do have they suppose they have one of the best food truck scenes oh thank god yes like i I think i remember on like uh what was it the the great food truck race Mm -hmm. okay they stopped in austin and like they had some korean like taco food truck thing that was there dude and like everybody's like this is the place blah 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 like they had like eggs on the tacos and I was just like, dude, I would just straight crush that. So <laughs> I will say I've been there. It's very good. I went there for back whenever uh, they had Dell, Dell World there. I mean, I'm in IT, so we went there a few times. I was about to say, we're not talking nerd speak. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Start talking about Dell Well, this World. is kind of nerd speak, just a totally different subject. <laughs> this is bourbon nerd <laughs> Bourbon speak. nerd speak. <laughs> we're not talking computer. Now, somebody on the podcast is like, oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. Dell World. I've been there seven times. <laughs> You're going to get called out, Scott. I, I will. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to hit me on the DM on the on, on the old insta chat and i'll be like scott why do you not know what del mar is i'm like because i'm not a nerd i don't know (laughs) (laughs) nick's a good nerd though so we'll we'll, we'll take his nerdiness with it so appreciate it so still austin solid bottle overall you know i I think it's it's definitely a buy at the price point they're looking at um the musician if you want it we're going to put a picture up it um with this podcast out on facebook instagram all those good things that's one of the ways you can contact us is through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can also hit us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. This is Scott, Nick, John, and Tim signing off. Peace out.